Welcome to the Bridgeway Church Podcast. My name is David Bowden, and every week I sit down with one or several members of our church staff and host a conversation about how Bridgeway is seeking to fulfill its mission as the Church of Jesus Christ here in our city. If you are a member of Bridgeway, we hope this helps you more deeply engage with what God is doing in our midst. And if you aren't a part of Bridgeway, we hope you feel welcome and that our discussions may lead to more Christ-glorifying ministry in your own context. Let's jump in. Well, welcome everyone to the Bridgeway Podcast. We're really glad that you're joining us. Um, I've got two um, of our pastors here with us. We've got Matt Palmer, who's the executive pastor here at Bridgeway, and Andy Edwards, who is the pastor of missions and evangelism, right? Did I, did I nail it? Did I get it right? Great. Did it. <laughs> awesome. I love it. I love it. Fantastic. Well, we're really glad that you guys are here. Um, we're, we are continuing. This is week four now in our, in our series of how the gospel shapes our core values here at Bridgeway. So we've been looking at um, our five core values. So we'll be looking at our fourth one today. Uh, so far, we've looked at love. We've looked at worship. We've, and we've looked at honor last week. And now we're going to be looking at um, courage being courageous, which is my, I don't know if that seems strange as a, as a church's core value, why, why we've thrown that in here. The rest kind of seemed uh, boilerplate Christianity that we had to just kind of do more work on defining and differentiating rather than validating its very presence on our core values, which I feel like might be a bit of the task today. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it's kind of a foreign concept, I think, is, is courage, and then further how the gospel shapes that and motivates that. So um, the very first thing I want to do and I don't know who wants to take this first, but the, the genuine question I have is, why on earth are we talking about courage uh, mm-hmm. in, in the context of a core value? If we're going to have five core values as a church, why on earth would courage be one of them? Yeah, l- let me take a first stab at it. I think, I think an important thing to note is that we, we talk about being courageous as it relates to our faith. So we talk about the value is courageous faith, and we define that by saying, we're ready to risk by walking in obedience to God's commands to proclaim the gospel with a confidence in confidence in the power of the spirit in us. And mm-hmm. so I think, I think for us in, in our value and Andy can, can unpack this in so many different ways. And, and this unique value is actually one that comes out in lots of different ways, depending upon what God's called us to and what's happening in the church and what we're doing out in the city and all kinds of things. But that the core of this is, we, we want to walk in courageous faith because it's our God who can do, right? Mm-hmm. It's our God who can heal the sick. It's our God who can uh, reach people that are far from him, right? These kinds of things. And so, right. so we want to be a people that believe that really fully and are ready to step out and risk a little bit because we know it's his power, not ours. Mm. Is that helpful at all? So, yeah, so, so you're saying that there is a fundamental principle in who God is, that he's That's a God right. who does things and can do all things. And based on that belief, on that faith, mm-hmm. we then step out and be courageous because we have a God who's going to meet us there. That's right. Which makes the word risk seem a bit empty because it doesn't feel like a risk if we have if the if we have faith in the in the fundamental <laughs> in the fundamental belief. Yes. But uh but it, it I think it's a it's a it's a word that bears a lot of weight because I think it, it feels risky. Yes. Right. Yes. Yeah. We might not be saying like there is a risk, 
because it's like, oh yeah, throw me in prison. That's fine. Jesus told me that was going to happen. <laughs> like, right? Sure, so sure. It's like, that's all I'm risking. Well, I think too, we unpack it a little bit further when we say spirit empowered courage mm. equips us to seek his will in every sphere of culture and in every neighborhood and nation on earth. Mm-hmm. And so if, if we believe that when, um, when Jesus went to the Father, when we went to heaven, he, he gave his mission to us in the power of the Holy Spirit that it's our responsibility to carry that on. And mm-hmm. we've just found, certainly, uh, we have everything we need to do that. Right. But as we step out in faith, we believe that he can. We believe that he's able. And we're willing to step out in courageous mm-hmm. faith to see that happen. And then and then the reference I like to go to a lot, which we don't, we don't specify on our website, but it's key to my journey with this, is Colossians 1.29 that says... Uh, for this I toil, struggling with all his energy that he powerfully works within me. Mm-hmm. And so courageous faith for us, and then Andy has has so much to say about this, uh, courageous faith for us is not that we're strong mm-hmm. or not that we're educated enough. It's not that we're experienced enough. It's not that we're skilled enough. It's not that we're gifted enough. It's that he in us right. is able. Yes. And it's it's actually in his energy yeah. that we, that we want to serve and love and honor and pray for the sick and and do expository teaching and go on mission right we don't, we don't want to separate ourselves from him that's good so that's okay courageous faith. Well, there's a lot i want to unpack there but i'll give introductory remarks first to andy and uh so as, as matt's saying that what, what are you thinking how would you want to supplement or add on to what he's saying about how you understand courage when it comes to a core value here at bridgeway yeah i mean i think that as we look at our god who is in his essence, he is reconciling the world to himself. He mm-hmm. has said, I will come and rescue, and I'm going to do that. Then as followers, what role do we play? And if there isn't courage and, and courageous faith, then we can't actually play a role. Mm-hmm. Like there has to be this step out, this doing. And if God has modeled that for us in Jesus, leaving the heavenlies, coming to the lowest point to come rescue humankind, I mean, that's courage, right? Mm. Uh, now you say like, wait a second. Yeah. What do you mean God has courage? He has mm-hmm. modeled courage in a way of like stepping out, stepping out of what's maybe comfortable or that place mm. to a lowly place and saying, I am doing this. I'm giving everything. I'm counting the cost. I'm putting it out on the table so that I could rescue my people. Mm-hmm. So when I think of our values and when I think of courage or courageous faith, if we don't have a value of mission, of God's mission to the earth, um, then then I don't think we're the church. And so even as you're saying at the beginning, like, well, how's courageous faith? Like, I mean, that's a core. It's a core value because it is this missional push. Mm. It's this piece for us to go out. It, it's, I mean, I wrote down things like, as I was starting to think through like the day-to-days of some women at Bridgeway going to the store once a week and courageously praying for people. Mm -hmm. And then when God opens the door, courageously sharing the gospel, I think we have to use the word courage because in Western Christianity, Mm. everything has become comfortable. Sure. Mm -hmm. So it's even hard to challenge people to go up to someone and pray. Yeah. Like, so we would say, Holy Spirit, would you give this person courage yes. in that moment for right. someone at work? I mean, you work with them every day. Yeah. And then you think, why is it so hard for me to break into a spiritual conversation? So we're like, Holy Spirit, you have to provide courage so that we can play a part in God's part for us in reconciling the world to him. Yeah. So would you say that then courage, when we talk about courage, we're, we're talking about it as an antidote to fear and complacency? And is that what we're talking about? 
That's that would be a big push for me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because the world tells us to live in fear yes. on some level. Um, the Western church has become very um, isolated in itself, very mm-hmm. individualistic. Right. And so to be in community, to press against that, uh, yes, no more fear. Let's walk in boldness. Let's walk in courage. I mean, you watch the disciples, the apostles, as they are going out in the book of Acts. They know what's coming. Mm-hmm. Like They know that there's a chance that they're going to get beaten. They're going to get ridiculed. Right, there's a promise. Yeah. yeah. It's happening. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So then you're like, well, where do they get the courage? It's because of their identity and who Jesus is and what he said. And right. they look back and say, look at what Jesus did. Yes. And we'll get into like gospel implication to courage. Yes. But yes, I would say it's going to go against what we're, our flesh says fear. Right. Our flesh says do not be bold, do not mm-hmm. stand out, do not be different. But when we do, it's to honor him mm-hmm. and it points to Jesus in his life would be my yeah. Yeah. It seems like you guys are saying something that I, I want to try to pin down, and you can tell me if it's right or not. So uh, it seems like that this this core value of courage could have been faith, but it wouldn't have been as particular as you wanted it to be. It's like faith with a mission mm-hmm. is, is maybe a, a synonymous way to say courage mm-hmm. in the way that we're... Because yeah. you're saying like it's based on what God's already done the, with the, his indwelling power. It's not us. It's him, but we have to step out in faith. Mm-hmm. And it's like, it seems like I wrote down here, I was like taking notes and I'm like, it seems like faith equals courage or courage equals faith in, in the way we're talking about it, which might be a helpful handhold for people. So do you think that that is the direction you're leaning towards or does that, does that go, does it depart from really what we're aiming at? What, do you, what would you say if I said faith equals courage? Yeah, no. I'm, I mean, this is just my opinion. I think you, I think it could. I think it actually. I I think adding courageous to it really really tests what we actually f- say the faith is in or believe the faith is in. So, if we were to use the word faith around our inside of our culture mm-hmm. inside of our church family, that would be a really normal word. That's that's right. a religious term. Yes, that's, that's part of a, the ethos of probably I would say any church. Mm-hmm. Um, but there's a difference between a faith that believes that God can break through in this moment and that we can see a physical healing or faith it to believe that that right now as as we're going out on mission in this area that's really rough ground or it's really hard that God can do something powerfully in mm-hmm. the in the moment and change that uh, and that's what we want to emphasize there. What we want to emphasize is that God has empowered us, that he's filled us, that he's called us to carry on his mission and that and that in the Holy Spirit we we certainly see um, see the opportunity to display His power and glory, mm-hmm. and so we wanted to call our people and ourselves to um, to to deeper and deeper and deeper levels of of faith that is actually played out. It's right. actually like you can actually see it at work. Mm-hmm. So Andy referenced people going to the grocery store and praying for people to be healed, right? Um, or people doing um, going on a short term mission trip or going on a long term mission trip or uh, all the things that we do. We want to keep pushing. What could God do? What could mm-hmm. God do? What could we What could we see God do? And yeah. and that means we're that means we have courageous faith. Um, at least in my mind. Yeah, yeah and, and I, when I look at our value and then our definition, uh, it, I don't think we're really just defining courage because when I read it again, I went back and was like, man, for some reason I went straight to Hebrews 11. Mm-hmm. 
And like, and then I started reading this part where it says some others suffered mocking and flogging and even chains and imprisonment, and they were stoned, they were sawn in two, they were killed with the sword. So encouraging, right? Yeah, really encouraging. <laughs> um, they went about in skins of sheep and goats, destitute, afflicted, mistreated, of whom the world was not worthy. Like, hmm. I immediately went to this risk, like this place of risk and faith, risk and belief. If we really believe, I understand what you said earlier. It's like, it's not a risk if it's a promise from God. Right. But I think in our it feels own like flesh, a risk. Mm-hmm. every little baby step, I mean, even in my own heart, rem- reminding myself of the promises of God so that I can boldly proclaim my faith to someone who might be far from God, it feels like a risk because they might immediately reject me, mm-hmm. like reject what I'm saying in that moment. So it's be easier just to say, I don't want to do that. Mm-hmm. So I'm putting like when I hear courageous faith, I'm 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 feeling the risk and then I'm feeling this deep belief in the promises of God and how those can be like one thing right. that's beautiful that starts to see more people around us reconciled to this amazing God. Yeah. So I don't know if that specifically yeah, answers your question. No, it's helpful. But I think that uh one thing I'm I'm thinking about here is in our cultural moment, the word risk in the church is on the rise. So I, I don't know if you guys have noticed this, but like as I travel around and peek my head into different churches around the country, the, the word risk is is this new buzzword. Mm-hmm. And um, and Absolutely. so I'm kind of wanting to poke at it and be like, why are mm-hmm. we using this word? Is it because mm-hmm. it's the zeitgeist and we want to fit in with that? And or like or what's behind it? <laughs> mm-hmm. So I'm just want to poke at it because they see it everywhere and everyone loves the word risk right now. So I'm just mm-hmm. like, I don't care <laughs> really unless if it's the right thing for us to yeah. be saying. And so I, I, I can't help but think about the way um, a lot of uh, pagan philosophers and even Christian philosophers have talked about the idea of courage as an innate good virtue to have in and of yourself. And um, like like one of the reasons why C.S. Lewis, when he talks about war, cannot fathom being um, anti-war or a pacifist or nonviolent is because that would shirk his ability to be courageous. Mm-hmm. And so he's a, you know, I can't, courage is such a cardinal value to me that I can't imagine uh, nonviolence being good because you're not able to be courageous and run out into battle and take, you know, mm. take over and be strong. And like, and so I think there's this, there, what I'm trying to get at here is I think that there can be a, a, um, a legalism in risk where we, we, what have you risked? Right. Like, what have you done? And what right. what really like what have you put on the table? And it's like, man, I got outside my comfort zone. Good job, David. You did it. You risked mm-hmm. something. You you went and, and it yeah. can feel really good mm-hmm. to be doing something outside your comfort zone. And like, I think that's a narrative. You think all the way back to eat, pray, love and that kind of genre where it's like, man, I risked my suburban lifestyle to go move yeah. to India. And man, I put everything on the table. My life was changed. And now I'm living my full life. Mm-hmm. And you can't live your full life. Uh, without risk, and you got to step out, and you got to take that leap of faith, and it's like you got to live with intention, and it's like, and what that does is that makes us feel like we're contributing something, and do, and we're doing the stuff, and, and so I'm wondering how to talk about this in a gospel-centered way. Well, help, and that's exactly yeah. what the world wants to right. talk about, yes, yes, right? Yes. And so if you want to get a quick read, Piper's got a small book called Risk is Right, mm-hmm. and so it, it's a helpful definition of risk. So if if you need to go check that out, go for we'll it. Put it. We'll put a link to it in the comments. But as I was thinking about this, I wrote, the world's courage celebrates that person, the mm-hmm. act, or mankind, or the virtue in general. So what are they celebrating in the world? Courage. Yes. Right. And then it stops. Mm-hmm. 
it, it's a it's an end in itself. Yes, and then I said the Christian courage points to Jesus and his courageous act that reconciled the world to himself. If a believer is acting courageously, it's not like I look back on William Wallace. When I look back on William Wallace, who do I think about? William Wallace in my mind. Right. I just mm-hmm. because I saw I, mean, I, I think like, of Mel Gibson, but that's fine. Oh, whatever. <laughs> I do too, actually. I don't know what William Wallace actually looked like, but I think of the man, mm-hmm. right? That's but exactly when I think right. back to a missionary in the 1800s, um, William Carey or whoever, right? I think about Jesus. Yes. Mm-hmm. And there is such a difference. And then I was, I was, I was really. This was really kind of blowing my mind a little bit because you know I'm I'm probably going down your path a little bit on like risk and what does that look like. And then I looked at Luke chapter 22, and I thought, I think I have found the most courageous prayer in the Bible. Oh. I could be way wrong. This <laughs> hit me this morning. So, okay. So please correct me. Let's look at it. Luke 22, starting in verse 41. What does Jesus say? He withdrew from them about a stone's throw and knelt down and prayed something, saying, Father, if you're willing, remove this cup from me. Nevertheless, not my will, but yours be done. Okay, just pause there for a second. Mm-hmm. And then what happens out of that? He is crucified. The most courageous <laughs> act in the history yeah. of the world. Right. Yep. Jesus prayed for your glory, Father. This is going to be the most intense. It already has been, mm-hmm. but it's getting ready to amplify. And I'm going to walk into it because I know it's for your glory and for the world to know your love. Mm-hmm. I was like, is, it's really good. There's a ton of courageous people in the Bible, but nothing... That moment, I think, like catalyzed in my mind mm. of like courageous. Mm-hmm. Th- this is the this is the moment. Right. That, so mm-hmm. so based on that prayer, are we are we, uh, we might be coming close to a biblical definition of risk of godly risk or godly courage? Is that when we lay down our will for God's? That is exactly mm-hmm. what I is would that, say. Is that fair? Mm-hmm. Yes. Okay. In yeah. the smallest way. Yep. Like I'm getting up this morning, and I'm gonna read a story to my kids about uh, some biblical story Mm -hmm. when I don't feel like it. Right. Mm -hmm. But what's God's will for me in that moment is to share the gospel with my kids in every opportunity I have. But most of the time in my flesh, I'm like, I just need to make the shake, Mm -hmm. get out of the house, Mm -hmm. take Elizabeth to school, drop her off and get my day going. Mm -hmm. But in that moment, like my will was different than God's. And if God's will wins out, it's a, it's, I mean, isn't that a risk? Mm. Like, and now you're like, wait, uh, no. <laughs> right. how, how is that? I, I think we have to flip it a little bit and yep. we can't use it like the world does a, right. as much at mm-hmm. least. Yeah. Cause a risk, risk entails the possibility of failure. Yes. Right. Um, but w- w- when we say risk, we are saying um, you're making a surefire wager. We're saying put your weak desires and your weak pursuits of joy on the table and, and just, just do a little, little light betting that will always work out in your favor. If you put your uh, make your shake, get out of the house, and get your day started on the table, I promise that if you if you do something better, like t- teach your children the gospel this morning by opening up a Bible story, I've got more joy for you, like more more uh, satisfaction for yeah. you. I've got a healthier family for you, mm-hmm. and it's like so. Just risk a little to get a lot, and it's always a good bet. But we're yeah. not we're not risking with the possibility of failure. We're risking our small pleasures and our small plans for God's bigger pleasures and bigger plans. Is mm-hmm. that a fair way to talk about risk? Yeah. What if risk is obedience? Yes. Mm-hmm. Because we have that's what so I, I like that word. We're a getting lot. ready to to launch five family units to the nations. Mm-hmm. 
they are all taking a massive risk in the world's eyes. Right. Like, why would you leave this place mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. to go to this place where there, where it could be more dangerous? Mm-hmm. I mean, if we just want to talk on the safety level. Right. And then you say, well, what if you fail? Right. It's like, well, you can't fail because you are obedient. That's mm-hmm. right. Now, mm-hmm. what if they go and on the way there, their plane crashes? Right. God was glorified. That's right. And the risk and the courage it took to be obedient. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So let's obey as Jesus obeyed. Right. As he said it, I mean, he set the example. Yep. Mm-hmm. I don't know. No, I really, that's really it's helpful for me. To talk mm-hmm. about. Yeah. Matt, what are you thinking as all this is being said? Well, I think Andy touched on a number of things there. I think one of the things that we see in our church is, um, is, is just people at varying levels of what we would call courageous faith. And, and I think, I think what Andy's touching on is, and that what we're hoping for is that, is that we continue no matter what level that you're at or the way that you would like, you know, how risky, uh, you would label yourself or something Mm -hmm. like that, or rate yourself. Um, is that we want to continually be stepping closer and closer and closer to Christ. We want to continually be stepping more and more and more into the way that he calls us to live, right? And not and not defining the way that we live based on comfort or how easy it is or I've mastered this particular thing and so I don't do these other things, you know, you know those kinds of things. Mm-hmm. But also what he was touching on is that when we step out and risk or we have courageous faith, it's an opportunity for not for people not to see how great we are, but to see how great God is, how, how powerful Jesus is in our lives. And I think that's a core thing, you know, just to, just to reiterate, that is a massive difference between, and Andy already talked about this and you talked about this, but a massive difference between the way the world de- defines courage, that this is all about that particular person and mm-hmm. aren't they amazing, but but the way that we are is is an opportunity to see the power of God displayed yeah. in in every way possible and, and and doing that in such a way that brings glory to Jesus and not ourselves. Yeah, I think that's really good. I think one thing that would be helpful for me, I'm just sitting here, I'm trying to listen and like react. Mm-hmm. Um, and one of the things that I'm I'm feeling on, on what you just said was um, there's these different, you talk about levels of risk tolerance, mm-hmm. kind of mm-hmm. like how risk tolerant are you? It's like, I'm mm-hmm. your financial planner and we're going to sit down and tell you how risk tolerant. <laughs> it's, the only, it's, only, it's the only world I've ever heard that language used. Uh, and, and, um, and, 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 and it's like, we, we want to help people move from one level of risk to the next, right? Which mm-hmm. is like, okay, if I'm thinking biblically, my mind immediately is going to go to second Corinthians three, where it's like, the more I gaze at Jesus's face, mm-hmm. I'm said that I'm transformed from from one image of glory to the next, one one degree of glory to the next. So we're, we're using sanctification language here, mm-hmm. okay? So I get that, um, but I can't help but feel like um, when we when we when we have something so tangible as risk mm-hmm. and uh, courageous faith, and we have everything uh, zero would be you never leave your house, you never talk to anybody about Jesus, you don't really give at church because you don't want to risk your money. You know, you don't talk to people at church during meet and greet because you're terrified. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm painting this like tropish picture, right, sure. of a zero. Mm-hmm. And then a 10 is you sold all your possessions and you moved to another country in the most dangerous part of the world. And it's like, how do I know when I've risked enough? Like, how do I, how does it not fall into legalism for me is what yeah. I'm saying, where it's like, so wait, do I have, like, I haven't risked my savings account yet. Like, am I, am I sinning because I have three months expenses in my mm-hmm. savings account? Like, am I not being courageous in my faith towards God with my finances? Like, I haven't risked um, my safety enough because my house is in a safe neighborhood. Do I need to move into a tent village downtown? 
Like I'm just like I'm trying. No, I'm trying to like yeah. Great questions. Because and 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 again, it, it, we're going to get to a point where we're saying like because risk isn't the safe risk isn't our savior. Yeah. Right. And it's mm-hmm. and it's not our justification. Mm-hmm. And so how do we chasten and inform risk with the gospel, where it's it's it, we're moved from one degree of risk to the other as we gaze at Jesus, mm-hmm. not as we gaze at ourselves and be like, man, I still haven't done enough. Mm-hmm. Like that's going to be the difference. So can that's we right. can we lean in now to the gospel and say, how does the gospel inform our risk? Mm-hmm. I think would be something really helpful from my heart here as we're talking about all this. I mean, so again, I think when I when I go back to the way in which the world looks at it, I think we still are looking at Jesus being the what he has done and his fullness for us has then freed us yes. to be obedient in everything. And then I also think this is where the Holy Spirit comes in. And I think as a church, we, we preach the Bible verse by verse. Mm-hmm. And the way in which the Bible is forming us is forming us all differently. Mm. Now, yep. it's, it's, it's sanctifying all of us to look like Jesus. Correct. But everyone can't be called to the same thing. Right. Everyone can't be called actually to sell everything and go. Mm-hmm. And even your scale, your zero being I don't leave my house, and your 10 being I've sold everything and gone to an unrich people group, that's probably not the greatest scale to live on. But that's what we we want to try to move it into a zero to 10. Yep. And then if you hit 10, you're the closest you can be to Jesus. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. And the that's pro- how we see it. Yep. Yes. And the problem is... Jesus came to reconcile us to the Father. Mm-hmm. And I continue to use that language because it's just deep in my heart now yep. of like the world is being reconciled. And everyone's role, spiritual gifting-wise, within mm-hmm. the church is different. And so I think when I look through our church and I think of people who are um, businessmen and women who are boldly proclaiming the gospel at work, is that better, more than, less than mm. the guy or the family that decides to move to Taiwan? Yeah. Right. It's not. It's not. Wrong question. Absolutely. Yes. It is obedience in both places. Right. The leader that's serving in Bridgeway Kids that says on Sundays, we have over 300 unbelieving or new believing four to 14 year olds mm-hmm. who is boldly proclaiming the gospel to them every other week. Let's say they serve in that manner. Is that a courageous act? Absolutely. Mm, yeah. And we've got to figure out, and I probably and Matt can probably attest to this, I probably can sometimes set up a little bit in my own heart a legalistic view of risk Mm -hmm. because I'm trying so hard to see people get to 3 billion unreached. Mm -hmm. And so I set that as this bar, Mm -hmm. and sometimes I think it can make people who literally are called to be here Start feeling guilty right. that they're here, and, right. and we want—that's not the gospel. The no. gospel is God did it all. Mm-hmm. He is reconciling the world, the 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 world mm-hmm. in Oklahoma City and the world in Nepal. Mm-hmm. Right, He's doing it. I just I just have this thing of like, but there's only <laughs> right point zero four percent of all global workers are in the unreached. So I'm like, something is off. Yes. So I'm pressing that risk button, that courageous faith button more. Right. And what I have been, I would say, lovingly um, uh, encouraged with or lovingly challenged with is, oh, don't forget about mm-hmm. the 4 to 14s, mm-hmm. which are not less than. Right. Mm-hmm. They're valuable. Right. And what if it's the 4, the 14, four to 14-year-olds that are one that are going to go to Nepal mm-hmm. someday? Yeah. Right. So I think, I, again, I'm not sure if that answered the question, but I think we have to be really careful mm-hmm. and I'm bad about it. So I'm confessing mm-hmm. that yeah. on the podcast. <laughs> if you meet with me, you're going to feel a lot of intensity <laughs> for the nations. 
But I also believe that that the gospel has set up in a way where obedience is like obedience is kind of the end. I think like, you are we being obedient. I think you've said something really helpful, uh, and, and, we, and you kind of start used as your starting point. You jump from there, which was the word free, freedom. Yes. We've been freed to obey, and I think that is such a huge factor in courage, uh, and 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 in faith, and in risk, is that we are free. And that we we don't we're not bound by the um, the wager the wagers and the s- statisticians of the world right to have to abide by their rules right yeah, because yeah. we've been free and then uh, and so like, I I just want to like name that I don't know how how else to unpack it other than you already have I think that's great. I just wanted to name mm-hmm. it as like I think something that was really helpful in there um, the other thing that keeps being brought up, and Matt, I want you to speak into this, mm-hmm. is we keep saying, and you, you took us uh, to Colossians 1 to show us that, uh, you, you keep saying the Holy Spirit mm-hmm. is the one who's in us to do these things. Um, what is the Holy Spirit's role in, in this courageous stuff? Uh, because I feel like a lot of people, it, it can seem platitudinous to say something like, um, you know, well, just, you know, you, you just do it and God will be with you. God will be with you. You know, it's fine. He'll be with you. He'll do it. Mm-hmm. But it's like, I look at, I look at Jesus' parting words at the end of Luke. You know, we've already looked at, at the end of Luke once, like right before it leads into volume two, which is Acts. Mm-hmm. And what's he saying? He's like, I'll be with you. I'll send a helper. I, you know, like, mm-hmm. it's going to be fine. Like, mm-hmm. I'll be with yeah. you. Like, that's his parting promise is I'll be with you. And so it can't be platitudinous. So what do we mean when we're saying like, go out and risk, go out and be courageous, go out strong in faith, and the Holy Spirit will be with you? Why should that be a comfort and an engine to us to run out into a lost and dying world and say, be reconciled to God. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, I mean, fantastic point. Great question. I, I think, I think, um, I think that's also the thing that differentiates us from the world's courage is that um, it's actually in our weakness yeah. that, that he is seen to be strong, mm-hmm. you know, th- so, and, and, and that comes from, that comes from the spirit empowering, you know, empowering us and, and, and calling us to courage and those types of things. It's also Ephesians 3, 20 and 21 that says, Now to him who is able to do far more abundantly than all that we ask or think, according to the power at work within us, to him be the glory in the church and in Christ Jesus throughout all generations forever and ever. Amen. So, so many references, of course, the New Testament of the power of God at work in us, which is what, which is what Paul's talking about at the end of Colossians chapter one, that it's in his energy, it's in his power mm-hmm. um, that is calling us. And I think, I think that's something um, that also touches on, you know, in our vision statement and not to, not to derail this um, more, but we say, um, through his grace, we are continually, we continually seek to grow deeper in intimacy with Christ and go farther with him on mm. mission. Mm-hmm. And so one of the things that we talk a lot about is that our, where we get our faith, where we get our courage and where we get our desire to go, no matter what go means, Andy's talking about going to the nations, right. going to the children, going to the supermarket, going to your workplace, all those things are going mm-hmm. We want and we want to recognize all those things. But it's also as we continually dive in to intimacy with the Father and being near with the Father and seeing how Jesus lived his life and then wanting to live the same kind of life Mm -hmm. in the place where he's called us to, um, 
you know, that those things are connections to Holy Spirit power. Wow. Those, those things are connections to him at work in us. Yeah. I think you've hit on something really interesting. So um, you, you've, you've drawn a line between intimacy and mission. And that, and that insofar as we are intimate with the Father through Jesus, uh, interceded by the Holy Spirit, we will then go out in mission. Mm-hmm. Which which takes the monastic principle and flips the, flips it on its head, mm-hmm. right? So the monastics were like, we're gonna go somewhere where we can be alone with God, and we'll enclave ourselves off from the world, and 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 intimacy over everything, mm-hmm. right? Piety over everything, mm-hmm. um, you know, relationship over everything, me and God, mm-hmm. right? And I think that's what a lot of our world wants, especially Andy. You talked really early in the show about. Um, the rise in individuality in the in the American church. It's me and God. But what you're saying, Matt, is you're saying, no, the closer you get in intimacy with God, the farther out you'll go mm-hmm. into the world. Mm-hmm. Like, I mean, one of yeah. you unpack that more, because that's yeah. a cool thing I've never thought about, hey, which Andy is really cool. Andy can talk about this, because intimacy with God is a big thing in, in our lives. Right. But the closer I am to him, mm-hmm. the more I want to be just like him. Mm-hmm. You know, it's not... It's not enough. It's not enough just to know about him. I want to love him. Yep. And then I also want to do what he tells me to do. Mm-hmm. So if if I love the the person that's telling me to do whatever it is, um, I, I believe I'm far more likely to actually do it. Right. Does it, does it make sense? Well, yeah, it's a Rather very biblical just, concept. If, right. you, if you love me, you'll obey my commands. That's exactly yeah, right. Yeah, they go right in hand with each other. Well, yeah. And if you're looking at the beauty of Jesus. Yes. Mm-hmm then what starts to happen and what we pray is happening is that you want other people to see the beauty of Jesus. That's right. And so even Romans 10, when it says, how will they call on him and whom they have not believed, that takes on new meaning if I think Jesus is beautiful. Yes. I actually want to say, well, how can they? Yeah. If if no one goes, if no one tells, right. if, if they, f- from from the neighbor to the nations, Jesus, you're so beautiful, and and we can get back to Jesus is worthy, mm-hmm. like He's worthy of people for every tribe, tr- tongue, people, and nation. If that's true, which it is, then the closer we are to Him, the more we almost have to right mm-hmm. tell. Yes, that's right. Now, I also think you have to press people because mm-hmm. I think what can be really easy is be like Jesus is beautiful. Since He's beautiful, you will then go. And that is actually true. Yes. But I think within that, it's really encouraging to have people and tell stories about what it has looked like practically for someone to yeah, go. and mm-hmm. training and equipping. Oh, like yes. Hel- helping people with more skills r- related to yeah. God. Right. Like, yeah, I think, uh, you, you know, you think of like a really good meal. Mm-hmm. And um, if I if I have a really great meal, I'm, gonna, I'm really going to want my wife to try it. Like, uh, there's a new restaurant that opened here in Oklahoma City. Mm-hmm. I went uh, with a friend who, who's from another country. And oh my gosh, I was like, this place is amazing. My next thought is I have to bring my wife here, right? Mm-hmm. But there was no command on my life to do that, right? Right. Um, but I, I just like, I, I can't help but thinking about this. Like the more you enjoy something, the more you want to share it. But that's not necessarily true because people do oftentimes be like, oh, this is so good. Don't don't take a bite off my plate. <laughs> I want all of this for myself. And so we need we need to be shown that there is a way to experience that joy more, which is mm-hmm. by sharing it and by yeah. it going out. And I think that's that's where the directive and the command comes in. Matt? I think just something that comes to mind, just as Andy's talking about, in Acts, uh, in Acts chapter 4, verse 13, 
uh, it says, Now when they saw the boldness of Peter and John and perceived that they were uneducated, common men, they were astonished. And, uh, and then the next sentence, it says, and they recognized they had been with Jesus. Mm. And so, uh, you know, this, this to me is courageous faith. Th- this to me is, is gospel-centered boldness. That here, here it's stated that they were recognized that uh, Peter and John were uneducated common people, that they weren't the best at everything. They weren't the leader of everything. They weren't the most skilled. They weren't the most, you know, the, the best at all. But they recognized they had been with Jesus. Yeah. And that was actually, that actually marked them. It wasn't, it wasn't necessarily the boldness. In fact, Mm, it wasn't, it wasn't that they were just doing signs and wonders is that they had been with, with Christ. Yeah. And that it's funny that that word boldness here, um, I just looked it up and it's, uh, it's this idea of plain speech, Mm -hmm. just being forthright, Mm -hmm. being like, Hey guys, like we, we know Jesus rose from the dead. Mm -hmm. No flowers. No, like it's just. Just plain speech, which is like that completely changes my category of what it means to be bold, right? Where it's just like, just be like, hey, Jesus loves you. That's really plain, unpompous, like uncomplicated, like not necessarily what we would think of as theologically rich language. (laughs) But it's like, that's all. That's natural. natural It's just, yeah. 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 It's like uh, the the uh, the definition for this word boldness in uh, in BDAG, which is like the standard lexicon for the Greek, is a use of speech that conceals nothing and passes over nothing. Mm -hmm. Uh, Outspokenness, frankness, plainness, Mm -hmm. which is like, just say it, Mm -hmm. which is like, that blows my mind from my category of boldness and and courage. I think a lot of people feel Mm ill-equipped to be bold. I I can't, uh, I can't go out there and like just demand that people be healed of their diseases and, you know, like convert people and and be an an apologist on the street. It's like, no, 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 no. That's not what we're talking about. We're being like, just like be, don't cover anything that's in your life. Are you a Jesus follower? Like stop putting a lampshade over it and a bowl over it. Just... It's just here. It's part of who you are. Stop covering it up, mm-hmm. which is breaks my categories a little bit for mm-hmm. what I'm what I mean when I say courageous. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, I totally agree, and and just uh, like the plain overflow, yeah, of what a relationship with Jesus does for us and is demonstrated. I mean, in that passage, they saw something that mm-hmm. was different. Right. That's right? Why? Because they'd been with Jesus. That's right. Yes. Right. That's like, right. Yep. And so if that's our language, now, again, we still want to, we want to give people a three circles model of like, hey, do you even know how to share someone now that they know you love Jesus because Jesus is awesome? Right. Do you know how to lead them in a way and some simple model? And it can be, there's a thousand different ways to do it, but knowing that there was a perfect world and that sin broke it, mm. we live in that brokenness, but Jesus, the one that we're talking to you about, he actually came to rescue us. Right free us from our sins. So would you want to uh, know more about Jesus? Even that kind of question right. could open up weeks yep. of like healthy which, conversation. Yes, which you and I sat down and we unpacked that three circles method. I'll put a link to that podcast That'd in the description awesome. of this too. So mm-hmm. if you haven't listened to me and Andy talk about the three circles method, how to share your story, go check that podcast out. Um, as we close, because we're, we're in, nearing the end of our time here, um, we I want to get us back to the gospel and how it shapes courage. Uh, we kind of gave a nod to this idea that that God made a courageous act in leaving his throne, right? Stripping himself of his glory, coming down, taking on the form of a servant. I mean, I'm just walking through Philippians 2 here, you know, mm-hmm. taking on the form of a servant, being obedient, right? Yeah. We talked about obedience, right? Being, being a good synonym for courage. So he, he was obedient, 
outside of a comfort zone, right? right? To the point of death and then Mm -hmm. the most humiliating death, death Mm -hmm. on a cross. Okay. So like how, I I know we've said like, obviously he wasn't risking anything, right? We've got an omnipotent Mm -hmm. God who knew it was going to happen. He's omniscient. He's omnipotent. He's all powerful. He knew he's going to be raised from death, but it's still hard for him. We see him praying this prayer that you read earlier for us in Luke 22, Andy. So like, how does Jesus's courage in coming and accomplishing the gospel story cause us to be courageous because I think that's where we need to start is saying people are going to be going, well, okay, then how do I be courageous? Do I just go out and do it? It's like, we're like, well, I think we'd all be like, yeah, 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 go. But also like, we're also saying, no, be also be intimate with Jesus and reflect on the gospel and let that lead you out into going further and farther with Jesus. So I've said a lot, but that's my question is how does the gospel shape our courage? I mean, I literally, this is going to sound just, it's going to sound too simple, (laughs) but I literally wrote because Jesus dot, 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 (laughs) we have courageous faith. Mm. Like, because of what he's done, there is a now, there, there, I mean, he gave us his Holy Spirit. Yes. So God has reconciled me to himself, has filled me with his spirit. Now I, I am in turn to be courageous. Do I create that in myself? No, Mm. I can't. But the gospel is creating it in me. And it's giving me more courage every day. I also think a thing that we miss is courageous faith in the gospel comes when we are around other people Mm. who have courageous faith. If I'm in a small group of people who are talking about how they were able to share the gospel with a friend or talking about how they were able to pray for healing over someone, what does that do? Mm -hmm. It automatically puts a challenge in me and in a hunger in me to want to play a part in God's mission yeah, to the it builds world. Builds our faith. Yeah, yeah. It, it's faith building. Faith. Yeah, and I mean, after after um, Peter and, and then went to the, like right around the story we're reading in Acts. After they go to the authorities and they're beaten and they come back and they share their story and everyone rejoices and it builds their faith and the church keeps growing. That's it's right. like it's a very biblical thing too mm-hmm. that it's like yes. the stories of people around us being courageous grows our faith and mm-hmm. causes us to be courageous mm-hmm. because it's the gospel story repeated. Oh, you went out uh, based on like the Holy Spirit filled you. You went out and you laid your life down for God's plan. Like that's the gospel. Yes. And I get to hear it again and you did it, but you're weak and lame like I am. And like, mm-hmm. I know you're a coward and so am I. Yes. And like, we're like the, the Holy Spirit did that in you. Oh mm-hmm. my goodness. Like that's growing my faith. And so it is like a, it is a, another interesting first step is it's like, okay, Increase your intimacy with Jesus. Mm-hmm. Like spend more time gazing at his face and thinking about what he's done for you. Obviously, step one. Number two, we're saying put yourself around other people who are courageous, mm-hmm. right? Steep yes. yourself in it and it's going to grow your faith. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. That's I mean, really good. what, what, walk? I mean, when Jesus left the garden, what got him up the hill with the cross on the cross? He depended on the Holy Spirit, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. And then he says, I am giving you the same right. spirit. That's right. When I watch Jesus be courageous walking towards his death, in my own weakness, I'm like, I could never. Oh, right. Never even close. But he says, but I'm sending you the same Holy Spirit. Right. So you can now be courageous in your weakness. Mm -hmm. And I am with you to the end of the age. Mm -hmm. Right. Yeah. And that's what he says. He says, you're going to be dragged before leaders and authorities. And when when you are, don't be afraid. Yeah. Don't worry about what you're going to say because in that moment, the Holy Spirit will give you what to say. Yeah, He's like, the reason why we don't need fear is because 
surely I'm with you always, mm-hmm. even to the end of the age. Yeah, which we, we we often talk a lot about here, Joshua 1, 1, 9. Right. You know, have I not commanded you, be strong and courageous, do not be frightened, do not be dismayed, for the Lord your God is with you wherever you go. Right, which yeah. I think we have to hold both of those in, in tension. Mm-hmm. Like, it, we can't just be like, well, just be strong and courageous. It's like, then it, then it turns into that cardinal virtue where it's all about what I'm able to conjure up. But if it's because I am with you, Everything changes. The only reason we're courageous is because God is with us. That's right. That's right. Yeah. In this on, what's Revelation 12, 11? Revelation 12, 11. And they have conquered him by the blood of the lamb, by the word of their testimony, and they love not their lives even unto death. That's Mm -hmm. right. That is none of us until we we know Jesus. That's right. Wow. That's right. Like love their lives even, did not love their lives even Even unto unto death. death. Right. Mm -hmm. Which sounds like Philippians 2. (laughs) Like, yeah. okay, Jesus, come on. Right. Let's, mm-hmm. let, let's we, we, we've got to have your Holy Spirit yeah. driving mm-hmm. this. So, um, man, this has been a lot and we're out of time. We might have, to, we'll definitely circle back around to this topic, but um, I, I, I want to point out, we've talked about, we've talked about intimacy with Jesus mm-hmm. as a way to increase your courage. Mm-hmm. We've talked about being around other courageous people as a way to increase your faith. And then we've talked about understanding and believing in the power of the Holy Spirit to accomplish what he calls you to do as he sends you out. Mm-hmm. And it's those things that maybe would be some of the first tools I think the three of us would want to put in any listener's tool belt mm-hmm. as you ask yourself the question, what does it look like for me to have courageous faith? So anything? Yes. Yeah, good? Yes. Awesome. Love it. Really well, good. Guys, this has been fantastic, really encouraging. Um, well, guys, thank you so much uh, for, for being with us as we've walked through how the gospel shapes our core values here at Bridgeway. Um, next week, we wrap up this whole series and uh, talking with Sam Storms, again, our lead pastor, about gospel-centered joy and how joy is one of our core values, what joy means, how joy is different from the happiness of the world, and how the gospel informs that. So we, we really encourage you to be with us there. Thank you for listening, and we will see you next week. Thank you for listening to the Bridgeway Podcast, where you will find a new conversation every Thursday. For more information about Bridgeway Church, we invite you to visit bridgewaychurch.com, or you can follow us on Twitter and Instagram at BridgewayOKC, or on Facebook at facebook.com slash bridgewaychurchOKC. If you have any questions that you would like us to address on the podcast, feel free to email us at podcast at bridgewaychurch.com. And if you enjoy the podcast, please consider leaving us a review on the podcast app as it helps other people like you find our program. So on behalf of all the pastors and staff here at Bridgeway Church, I'm David Bowden saying thanks for listening and we will see you next week.